0: Hello and welcome to Classically Speaking, the new podcast by John Richmond.
1: The concept is simple. John reads passages from the Bible over suitable classical music.
0: That does sound very simple.
1: Sad passage requires sad music and so on.
0: The idea is to reflect on the Bible passage. You could read it for yourself first. Then listen to it being read by John.
1: The passage should come alive in your mind. We are going to go through the whole Bible.
0: Without further ado, let's make a start. Welcome to episode 3 of Classically Speaking the Old Testament. John has changed the format for this episode. Each piece of music has two different readings. John felt that it made sense as some pieces of music lasted for 8 minutes while the reading lasted only 2
1: when john reads the passages he looks over the readings but he doesn't spend time practicing he lets the music inspire him he could read the passage again and it would be different each time the first piece of music is mars from holst the planets the first reading is the fall from genesis chapter 3 verses 1 to 16 the second reading is the 10 commandments from exodus chapter 20 verses 1 to 21
0: the second piece of music is Sinbad's Ship from Shirtzade by Rimsky-Korsakov. The first reading is the flood from Genesis chapter 6 verses 13 to 22 and chapter 7 verses 11 to 12. The second reading is Babel from Genesis chapter 11 verses 5 to 9. The third piece of music is The Grand Duchess of Gerolstein by Offenbach. The first reading is the Ark of the Covenant from Numbers chapter 10 verses 33 to 36. The second reading is Moses' miracle from Exodus chapter 4, verses 1 to 9.
1: And finally, for this episode, the fourth piece of music is the dance of the seven veils from Strauss's Salome. The first reading is the Passover from Exodus chapter 12, verses 1 to 14. The second reading is 40 years from Numbers chapter 14, verses 25 to 38. John is raring to go, so it's over to him. Enjoy!
2: Now the snake was the most subtle of all the wild animals that Yahweh God had made. It asked the woman, did God really say you are not to eat from any of the trees in the garden? The woman answered the snake, we may eat the fruit of the trees in the garden, but of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden God said, you must not eat it nor touch it under pain of death. Then the snake said to the woman, no, you will not die. God knows, in fact, that the day you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like gods, knowing good from evil. The woman saw that the tree was good to eat and pleasing to the eyes and that it could give life. So she took some of its fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realised that they were naked so they sewed fig leaves together to make themselves cloths. The man and his wife heard the sound of Yahweh God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, but he hid from Yahweh God among the trees of the garden. But Yahweh God called to the man. Where are you? he asked. I heard the sound of you in the garden, he replied. I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Who told you that you were naked? He asked. Have you been eating from the tree I forbade you to eat? The man replied. It was the woman you put with me. She gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then Yahweh God said to the woman, Why did you do that? The woman replied, The snake tempted me and I ate. Then Yahweh God said to the snake, because you have done this, a curse be you of all animals, wild and tame. On your belly you will go, and in dust you will feed as long as you live. I shall put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. It will bruise your head, and you will strike its heel. To the woman he said, I shall give you intense pain in childbearing. You will give birth to your children in pain your yearning will be for your husband and he will dominate you. Then God spoke all these words. He said, I am Yahweh your God, who brought you out of Egypt, where you lived as slaves. You shall have no other gods to rival me. You shall not make yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything in heaven, above, or in earth, beneath, or in the waters under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, Yahweh your God, am a jealous God and I punish a parent's fault in the children, the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren among those who hate me. But I act with faithful love towards thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of Yahweh your God, For Yahweh will not leave unpunished anyone who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. For six days you shall labor and do all your work but the seventh day is a Sabbath for Yahweh your God. You shall do no work that day neither you nor your son nor your daughter nor your servants men or women nor your animals or the alien living with you. For in six days Yahweh made the heavens, earth, and sea, and all that these contain. But on the seventh day He rested. That is why Yahweh has blessed the Sabbath day and made it sacred. honour your mother and father so that they may live long in the land that Yahweh your God has given you. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false evidence against your neighbour. You shall not set your heart on your neighbor's house. You shall not set your heart on your neighbor's spouse or servant, man or woman, or ox or donkey, or any of your neighbour's possessions. Seeing the thunder pealing, the lightning flashing, the trumpet blasting, and the mountain smoking, the people were all terrified and kept their distance. Speak to us yourself, they said to Moses, and we will obey. But do not let God speak to us, or we shall die. Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. God has come to test you, so that your fear of him, being always in your mind, may keep you from sinning. So the people kept their distance while Moses approached the dark cloud where God was. Now the snake. God said to Noah, I have decided that the end has come for all living things. For the earth is full of lawlessness because of human beings. So I am now about to destroy them. And the earth. Make yourself an ark out of resinous wood. Make it of reeds and caulk it with pitch inside and out. This is how to make it. The length of the ark is to be 300 cubits, its breadth 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. Make a rift to the ark, building it up to a cubit higher to the entrance in the side of the Ark, which is to be made with lower, second and third decks. For my part, I am going to send the flood, the waters on earth to destroy all living things, having the breath of life under heaven. Everything on earth is to perish. But with you, I shall establish my covenant, and you will go aboard the ark, yourself, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives along with you. From all living creatures, from all living things, you must take two of each kind about the ark to save their lives with yours. They must be male and a female. Of every species of bird, of every kind of animal, and of every creature that creeps along the ground, two must go with you so that the lives may be saved. For your part, provide yourself with Eatables of all kinds and lay in a store of them to serve as foods for yourself and them. Noah did this exactly as God commanded him he did. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month and on the 17th day of the month, that very day all the springs of the great deep burst through and the sluices of heaven opened and heavy rain fell on earth for 40 days and 40 nights. Now Yahweh came down to see the city and the tower that the people had built. So they are all a single people with a single language, said Yahweh. This is only the start of their undertakings. Now nothing they plan to do will be beyond them. Come." Let us go down and confuse their language there, so that they cannot understand one another. Yahweh scattered them thence all over the world, and he stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel, since there Yahweh confused the language of the whole world. And from there Yahweh scattered them all over the world. set out from Yahweh's mountain and travelled for three days while well, the Ark of the Covenant of Yahweh preceded them on the three day journey searching as a place for them to halt. In the daytime Yahweh's cloud was over them once they had broken camp. Whenever the Ark set out Moses would say Rise Yahweh May your enemies be scattered, and those who hate you, flee at your approach." And when it halted, he would say, come back Yahweh to the countless thousands of Israel. Moses replied as follows, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my words and say to me, Yahweh has not appeared to you. Yahweh then said, What is that in your hand? A staff, he said. Throw it on the ground, said Yahweh. Moses threw it on the ground. The staff turned into a snake and Moses recoiled from it. Yahweh then said to Moses, Reach out your hand. And catch it by the tail. He reached out his hand, caught it and in his hand it turned back into a staff. Thus they may believe that Yahweh, the God of our ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Next Yahweh said to them, put your hand inside your tunic. He put his hand inside his tunic then drew it out again, and his hand was diseased, white as snow. Yahweh then said, Put your hand back inside your tunic. He put his hand back inside his tunic, and when he drew it out, there it was restored, just like the rest of his flesh. Even so, should they not believe you, nor be convinced by either of these two signs, and refuse to listen to what you say, you are to take some water from the river and pour it in the ground. And the water you have taken from the river will turn to blood on the dry land. Yahweh said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, This month must be the first of all months for you, the first month of your year. Speak to the whole community of Israel and say, On the tenth day of this month, each man must take an animal from the flock for his family, one animal for each household. If the household is too small for the animal, he must join with his neighbour nearest to his house, depending on the number of persons. When you choose the animal, you will take into account what each can eat. It must be an animal without blemish, a male one year old. You may choose it either from the sheep or from the goats. You must keep it to the 14th day of the month when the whole assembly of the community of Israel will slaughter it at twilight. Some of the blood must then be taken and put in both Thorpos and a lintel of the houses where it is eaten. Night, the flesh must be eaten, roasted over the fire. It must be eaten with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw, or boiled in water, but roasted over the fire, with the head, feet, and entrails. You must not leave any of it over till the morning. Whatever is left to morning, you must burn. This is how you must eat it, with a belt round your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. You must eat it hurriedly. It is a Passover in Yahweh's honour. That night I shall go through Egypt and strike down all the firstborn in Egypt, man and beast alike, and shall execute justice on all gods of Egypt, I, Yahweh. blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I shall pass over you and you will escape the destructive plague when I strike Egypt. This day must be commemorated by you and you must keep it as a feast in Yahweh's honour. You must keep it as a feast day for all generations, this is a decree. For all time. Tomorrow you will turn about and go back into the desert in the direction of the Sea of Suf. Yahweh then spoke to Moses and Aaron and said, How much longer am I to endure this perverse community muttering against me? Say to them, As I live, Yahweh declares, I shall do to you what I have heard you saying. In this desert, your dead bodies will fall. All you who are counted in the census, from the age of twenty years over, and who have muttered against me, I swear, none of you will enter the country where I swore most strongly to settle you, except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and Joseph, son of Nun. Your children, who you said would be seized as booty, will be the ones whom I shall bring in so they get to know the country you disdained. But, as for you, your dead bodies will fall in this desert, and your children will be nomads in the desert for 40 years, bearing the consequences of your faithfulness, until the last one of you lies dead in the desert. For 40 days, you're neck the country. Each day will count as a year. For 40 years, you will bear the consequences of your guilt and learn what it means to reject me. I, Yahweh, have spoken. This is how I swear to treat the entire perverse community united against me. In this desert to the last man, they shall die. Men, whom Moses has sent to in the couture of the country, and who, on return, had incited the whole community of Israel to mutter against them by disparaging it? These men, who had disparaged the country, all
3: dropped
2: dead before Yahweh. Of the men who had gone to win the of the country, only Joshua the son of Gun, and Caleb son of Jephunneh were left alive.
0: We hope you enjoyed the latest installment.
1: Tune in next time where John will read more Bible passages.
0: In the meantime, be safe and take care.
1: See you all next time.